You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Well, good morning. This is Nathan Carn. I'm with Matt O'Reilly, and we are guest hosts this morning on Real Presence Live. And we are ho- uh, hosting right now on site, on location, from Crux Coffee in the lobby of St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo, North Dakota. And I have a great pleasure to bring uh, to all of you uh, the, the man with the dream and the vision to build one of the greatest Newman Centers, if not the greatest Newman Center in the entire country. Father James Cheney is joining us. Uh, good morning, Father Cheney. How are you doing? Well, that's high praise, Nate. High praise. Well, I'd have to. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, well, it's good to be with you guys, and uh, Crux Coffee Shop here in the middle of the Newman Center uh, on the corner of 12th and University. It's a beautiful day. It feels like spring's in the it air. It is, finally. You know. it's, it's been a while, but, uh, yeah. but we finally reached spring, haven't we, Father? I hope so. Yeah, yeah. So here we are. We're sitting in this, this great, great new facility, right? Um, and uh, this is kind of the first year that we've had a brand new Newman Center to serve the, the students at North Dakota State University uh, and, and reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe you could start off by just telling us and the, the listeners what the mission of St. Paul's Newman Center is and you know, how do you see your role as pastor in fulfilling that mission? Yeah, great question. The central mission of the Newman Center is to change hearts, change lives, and form future leaders uh, for the life of the church and state. So we basically do leadership generation through faith-based programming. It all starts uh, by facilitating an encounter with Christ, uh, because Christ is the main formator. Um, Once a young adult realizes that uh, you know, the Lord Jesus is alive, he loves them, he has a plan for their life. Everything changes from that point. So so we have, uh, we have a great uh, program, a very full calendar that includes uh, retreats, um, on-campus events, mission trips. We run about 63 Bible studies a week, average attendance six to eight students per study, about 350, 375 students every week are going to a Bible study somewhere on the campus or here at the Newman Center. Um, a full uh, sacramental schedule with uh, adoration, uh, mass, spiritual direction, confession. Um, um, yeah, just a full spectrum of uh, offerings that we try to provide for our young adults to help them, you know, realize that their own destiny in Christ, their own vocation, how God's called them to make the world a better place. Um, you know, those are the really, really big questions, 18 to 21. <laughs> They're the best questions, right? I mean, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? You know, so so much of their lives are, you know, what's your major? You know, what's your GPA? Uh, but uh, there isn't, you know, uh, much of an opportunity um, outside of the Newman Center, I think, for a young adult to sit down and talk to somebody about, you know, well, you know what, what's God calling you to do? I, I mean, those are great conversations, and um, those are the types of conversations and questions that, uh, that the Newman Center has served uh, faithfully on the campus here since 1928. Yeah, and I know, you know I've had the privilege of uh, graduating from North Dakota State University. Oh, it's been over 15 years now, but I came through as a student at the Newman Center. Matt has also uh, had that same privilege. Yeah, a little closer, though, like only two years. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> his his memory is better than mine. It's a little fuzzy yeah. as we go back in time, but uh, that happens happens to the best of us, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so can you, um, I mean, 
are there any notable experiences, Father, of, of students throughout the years that have stuck out to you, people that have come through the Newman Center, been impacted in their faith, uh, encountered the risen Lord Jesus, and then went on to do just amazing and great things. And, and it all started here. Are there any that stick out to you? Oh, my gosh. There's been so much fruit that has come forward from this program. You know, we've sent 10 guys to the seminary in a year and a half. 10! I mean, that's incredible. Half the, half the guys who are studying for the priesthood and Diocese of Faro came from our Newman Center. So um, there's just been tremendous fruit. We've, we've generated about 150 focus missionaries. Uh, 12 religious sisters, um, and, and just hundreds of marriages, great marriages too, you know. Um, so uh, there is tremendous fruit. There's, there's, uh, I, I'm always amazed at, um, you know, uh, the, the standouts and what happens to a young adult when they, when they, they, their faith begins to take traction in their heart and, and, provide direction uh, for their lives. So, you know, we've been blessed with great missionaries through the years, too. Uh, really great focus teams. We have uh, one of the better focus programs on the campus. Uh, um, I mean, in the country right now. So, uh, it, it, which is just amazing. You know, focus is on 200 campuses across the country, and, and we're, you know, number one, number two. We've been in the top five position for the last 10 years right here in Fargo, you know, so it's, uh, um, we've got great students here at North Dakota State. A lot of them are, are more open to, um, you know, faith-based uh, programming, leadership, joining a Bible study, stuff like that. So uh, there's, um, and there's just been so many great people like you yourself, Nate. I mean, right. our, our great story about how you came in the last couple of years of your college journey. You, you joined up a Bible study, did focus, went into the business world, and then uh, you know discerned that God was calling you back. So we're so fortunate to have you. I, I think of you know, um, uh, well, gosh, just um, you know, I've got a wedding this weekend of a couple that was here, and then a couple weeks later I'll be going out to Michigan. Josh Fons is going to be ordained to the diaconate and. What a privilege. He wants me to be his vesting priest, uh, so I'll be heading out there. He's, he's going to be ordained to the priesthood. And then the very next weekend, I'll be going out to D.C. Uh, for uh, uh, Brother Michael Donahue, um, who's going to be ordained a priest for the Dominicans of the Eastern Province. You know, so and it just seems, you know, the, the summers are just packed with weddings. It, it just, um, there's just so much fruit. Yeah. Um, and and so many standouts through the years I can think of, you know, Father Eric Clark, um, Amanda Anderson, she wanted Sister Maria Juan. I can think of Thomas Escrow, who was a peer minister who got a degree in engineering, got a licensure in engineering, and then uh, you know went to um, went to work for Houston Engineering, but then discerned out of that and and into a director of evangelization um, at a parish in Aberdeen, you know, so. Those are um, great stories about, you know, people where their faith really had an impact on their life and they, and they wanted to um, give back uh, to, to the life of the church in some way, shape, or form. I think that the really electric thing are, are the thing that one, once, once a young adult experiences what it's like to lead a, another person to Christ, it creates a, a joy that um, the world cannot uh, match, that the world just cannot produce in any way, shape, or form. And once they taste that, it's, 
yeah. it seems like you know uh, that's uh, that's what they want to do with their life. You know, yeah. uh, it's it's just such a game changer. Um, and you know, for that that young adult that might come, that might be a little melancholic or, or introverted in their temperament, and they, they lead a Bible study and. They they see what happens to their peers and they come alive. It just it creates such a such a joy in their life that um, nothing else compares to it really. Yeah, the Newman Center. Yeah, it's impacted so many students over the years. And you know, we had that you had that small building here on the corner of uh, University and Twelfth, and then you um, had this dream to impact even more students. Um, and and we're sitting in this great great building of your uh, of your dream that can't came to pass. So I wondered if you could. Go on, and before we go into break, give us a brief um, overview of the ongoing project that we have going on here. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's been a, a a lifelong dream. You know, the Newman Center changed my life in the '80s uh, when I came here. Um, had a huge impact on, on on my life. Tremendous graces of conversion um, as as a young man. Um, right now, we're just uh, we're it's really great to be in the facility. Um, I just moved into the rectory um, um, last week, so I actually live here now. So, um, and uh, pretty much everything is complete now except for the chapel. The chapel we're hoping will be done in September. The scaffolding just came down, so you can see the ceiling, the pontocrator, the apse area. It's just absolutely gorgeous. I think it's probably going to be one of the most beautiful chapels in the region. It's, yeah. it's really turning out, you know, absolutely spectacular. It's been it's been it's been a, a long, you know, arduous, burdensome process, but I think in the long run, uh, in terms of the service it's going to provide to the college, tri-college system for the next 75 to 100 years, there's there's going to be great return on investment here. Yeah, and it's you know it's one of those things that uh, when you get a glimpse at what this chapel is going to look like and the artwork and just the magnificence. I mean, for one, there's not a lot of churches being built you know worldwide uh, right now. It seems like churches are being closed down if you just look at demographic shifts and things like that. So already, I think that puts us into a unique category here at the Newman Center that. We're, we're building a church, and not just any church. It's an amazingly beautiful church where it's going to inspire so much faith and hope in generations of students, like you said, Father, for, for years and years to come. Um, it's just going to be a great place to pray. I can't wait. I'm, yeah. I'm just so eager for it to be done. <laughs> it changed the landscape. You know, I love driving over the 12th Avenue North Bridge now, um, um, driving east, and, and you know, as soon as you turn off the interstate, you can see you know that cha- that that steeple up there. You know, so it's uh, um, it's kind of a a, a clarion call uh, for right. kind of all people of faith in the region to uh, to you know see that we've you know we've raised the the cross of Christ um, you know on high, yeah. and and are doing everything that we can to. Render um, uh, glory to God and, and to serve His people. Yeah, it's you know it's it's one of those projects that doesn't just happen uh, on a women of fancy. So when would you say that you 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 first had that inspiration um, to build a facility like this? Uh, well, that's such a great question. I, that goes back to you know when I first got here, oh four oh five. I remember forming up the Nickel Committee, the Newman Institute for Catholic Living. We had uh, Joe Lorsung on there, uh, Nate Helmer, um, 
Anthony Christensen, and we started we started the the, the we started dreaming about yeah. what it would be like to 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 build a dorm there. Um, you know, Father Eric Clark had started the Bosco House. Um, yeah, good and maybe stuff. we can dovetail into that after yeah. after break here a little no, bit. If you it, want. And, and I think yeah, it does as we as we go into break. Just that notion of dreaming. That it starts with with a dream and that desire to do something great. So, well, we are approaching a break here on Real Presence Live, and on the other end of this, we'll pick up the conversation where we're leaving off and uh, hear more about this project, the Capital Campaign, and everything it takes to you know bring such a dream into reality. You are listening to Real Presence Live, a special broadcast from St. Paul's Newman Center. I am your host, along with Matt O'Reilly, and we'll be back in just a bit. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. As Catholic people, we recognize our lives are gifts from God. Blessings received are a result of God's grace and goodness. Our Lord entrusts us to be good stewards of His many gifts. We are called to conduct lives that honor Him and bear witness to our faith in Jesus Christ. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio. As we begin a new year, let's reflect a moment on stewardship. Your life should provide an example to others in the way you live your faith, the way you manage your possessions, and the way you plan your estate and personal affairs. You have spent a lifetime acquiring your assets and living your faith. Fortunately, we can provide you with an estate planning guide that allows you to put all of your important information in one place and enable you to document your intentions. To request an estate planning guide, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live here at Crux Coffee. I'm your co-host, Matt O'Reilly, and I'm here with Nathan and Father Cheney. Um, like I said, yeah, we're broadcasting out of Crux Coffee. You can come by today and get a dollar off your order if you mention Real Presence Radio. Um, but yeah, uh, we're here with Father Shaney. Father Shaney, we're talking about the uh, the capital campaign, the Newman Center, the new project we have going on here. We just wanted to ask you about the generosity of the donors that we ha- we have here, and maybe tell us a little bit about the stories behind those generous do- donors you might have, and just how important it is for um, the important part they played in making this um, a reality. Yeah, it's been it's been an incredible journey. Um, a lot of 
lot of hard work. Uh, we started, you know, dreaming about doing something here, uh, you know, gosh, going back to 2004. It really began to, you know, um, get some traction once Bishop Aquila said that, he, you know, we could build a new Newman Center. We, we got together and, we, and with the staff, and I'm like, well, okay, what do you guys want to do? And they're all like, well, let's build the best Newman Center in the country. Okay, what would that look like? And we just began to plug in our ministerial needs into an architectural model and just began to dream and dream big, you know. Uh, um, and then we began the process of, uh, of building a development uh, program um, that was uh, – I, I worked on that probably three years um, before I, I got us to the point to where I could actually hire somebody full-time. Um, and then I, I was fortunate to be able to work with Kyle Yeager for four years. He was the initial hire there. He did a great job for us. Kyle's an amazing guy uh, and so talented. And, and we just began the process of crisscrossing this country. Um, Really, since we had a sign the phase of the campaign 2015 uh, to 2016, we went uh, public uh, um, in October of 2016. So, and we've kind of been on the road ever since. So, but um, I think there's probably about 30, 3,300 people who have so far donated over over 35 million dollars to the project. And you know, the thing I I'm just so amazed at at, at some of um, uh, these really at all of our, our donors, but there's just been so many people who have been so incredibly uh, generous and sacrificially, you know, I mean, um, I, you know, after I meet with some of these people, I'm thinking, you know, if I'm half the person that that person is, by the time I'm dead, I might make her into purgatory. You know, so <laughs> it's just they're just incredible people. They believe in in the church. They believe in our mission um, and they they want to invest in young people. And so they believe in our young adults, you know. So that's the thing that's just so incredible about this journey is um, in a very big way, um, they've just been on board with, um, yeah, let's let's do something and let's do something grand. Let's yeah. let's build the best Newman Center in the country. Let's, let's give it our best here. Um, so there's really just been an, an incredible amount of very generous people who have stepped forward and... Um, Helped us to realize this dream, um, so it's it's just been such a such an honor to to get to know them, to meet them, and um, to um, be a, a recipient of, of their generosity um, um, out of love for um, for the students. You know, um, um, we we just we love our students and we, and we want to serve them uh, with the very best that the church has to offer. Uh, Sherry uh, Wendell's book, Intentional Discipleship, is a pretty depressing read. The first 88 pages, you know, 80% of our young adults uh, will leave the faith by the time they graduate college. That's a unacceptable loss rate. Um, and so we just began to form this vision of, of, uh, of um, given the very best that the church has to offer to, you know, the 96% of Catholics that, that will go to a state university. So... Um, and so it makes good sense um, to throw the very best that the church has to offer at the most. Um, and, um, and you know, as a result of that, because, I mean, so many times, you know, the approach to campus ministry is just a, a tacit effort, you know, come on over and have some pizza and draw some pictures and, 
you know, strum a song on the guitar and, you know. <laughs> right, right. But uh, we try to form the whole person here, uh, the mind-body-soul approach, the traditional approach to the formation of the person. So we're, we're hopefully, um, we're, we're having, uh, hopefully going to be having a Catholic studies program. We're running into some obstacles with NDSU there, but uh, we've got some different options we're going to work on, uh, hopefully, and uh so the Catholic Studies program, um, the, we hope to stand up a wellness program so uh, to help our young adults. Um, and uh, we have these great programs, How Not to Marry, Jerk, Jerk Out, Theology of the Body. I mean, the big questions about relationships, so, you know, what a good relationship looks like. Um, so, and, and, and then the soul component is, is very strong right here, you know, with the, the Bible studies, masses, mission trips, large-scale conference events. Um, you know, we bring speakers on the campus, and, and we're, we're very courageous. We take on the, the, the topics of the day. You know, we had uh, uh, a very pro-life speaker come uh, to the campus. We had some protesters there. Um, you know, we've taken on uh, a lot of the issues of the day that were just being, you know, um, the whole trans issue is another issue that's really, you know, out in the forefront. Um, so uh, the Newman Center in a lot of different ways is, um, you know, the, the, the courageous stand of, of what the faith looks like um, in an increasingly uh, secular and host hostile world. So, um, and that's what, you know, all the people who, are, uh, all the alums, all the people who have donated, they believe in that vision and, and that's what they want to see. You right. Know? They want to see just an orthodox presentation of the faith to our young adults. Uh, I mean, the faith can stand on its own, right? <laughs> right. It doesn't. It doesn't need to be propped right, up. Yeah. yeah. So no, and I think I think that's what draws people to support a project like this and a Newman Center like this is is that sense of of really grand adventure to the gospel. That the gospel is not something that is simply, uh, you know. Uh, a belief that is is passive and that it, it's it makes like nice greeting card sense but there's there's a real adventure to life in Christ and that's something father I think I've noticed about you as you take that call very seriously that it is an adventure and it actually is something that is going to cost you something but you're going to get back so much more than what you gave up yeah the the lord is always full of surprises um and he he wants to lead us into like just this incredible joy um, um, sometimes it's hard for us to believe a lot of times people don't believe he has your best interests in mind or he's going to ask you to do something you don't really want to do he doesn't operate like that you know um, he has tremendous respect for your free will but um but yeah, I mean, I remember when the Lord was first started laying the grace of the priesthood on my heart. I'd never thought about being a priest, you know, and I, I just, I, I really just, I couldn't believe it, you know. So, um, but, you know, hopes, dreams, um, the best hopes, dreams, and aspirations any anybody can have for a life are, can be found in the Lord Jesus. And that's a big part of what we help our, our college students find here at the Newman Center. Right, right. Well, you know, you made you made mention of, you know, so many generous donors, over over three thousand generous donors, over three thirty five million dollars. Uh, yet the need kinda continues, right? I mean there's there's so much more that we uh it, within ministry need to do because we haven't reached the whole campus yet, right? Uh you know, I, I ran some numbers one time and you know, we're probably seeing around ten percent of 
of Catholics on our campus university, right. which means we're missing still 90% of Catholics, not to mention, you know, everybody else that needs to hear the gospel. Uh, we have an event coming up with uh, a local campus at the University of North Dakota up in Grand Forks, and it's one of the bigger fundraising events of the year. Maybe you could um, tell us a little bit more about the bike race and uh, what that is and the history of it and how people can help. Sure. Well, the Newman Center is funded by, um, you know, college students don't have an income. So we really rely on outside sources for, um, for funding. So the bike race was something that was started back in 1988 between Father Kinsler and Father Ermer. Um, and it was just a, a, a way for students to, you know, get together and to do what they could to try to raise some money to help support the Newman Center. So students, you know, ride in the race and then they get people, friends, uh, family, relatives to, to pledge, you know, something for every mile that they ride in the race. And then, um, and then uh, the, the benefits go to the Newman Center to help us pay our bills, keep the lights on, keep the heat paid, keep our staff paid. Um, that type of stuff. So it's been, <laughs> it's been a long time running the bike race, yeah. man. It's just, uh, I think this is our 38th year. I think you know? so. So, um, so yeah, it's a, it's always the last Saturday in April. And so, if anybody, any of the listeners out there want to join us, uh, please, uh, you know, bisoncatholic.org, click on bike race, and I invite you to join my team. I always throw a challenge out to the students. That, you know, I'm 58. I'm I'm old. I'm fat. I'm bald. You know, but if they can beat me, I'll give them a dollar. You know, so <laughs> and every year I give out less than twenty bucks. So the gauntlet is throwing. There it is. Yeah. Can you accept the challenge? That's it. Try try and beat the Padre, the pedaling Padre. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. It's the last uh, Saturday in April, and um, our, uh, we, we we take on UND, and there's this really just stupid plastic trophy that, you know, we, we'll just die for that thing every year, you know. So um, just the honor of having the trophy there at, it is. at the Newman Center is, is kind of like the, the nickel thing. You yeah, know, with yeah the, between with the, the football teams. Right, yeah, exactly. So it's, that plastic trophy is kind of the same thing between the two Newman Centers, so. It's yeah. been at NDSU for, what, seven years now? Uh, eight, I think. <laughs> eight, I mean, yeah. Who's counting? Who's counting? So. Well. Yeah, we're not we're not really giving a fair opportunity for our our opponents to give a rebuttal here because uh, well, it's, it's all one sided. That's true, but <laughs> we all know what happens when the tails of the money buys in our eyes. Awesome. Well, thanks, Father Cheney, for being with us here Thank today you. and uh, telling us about the story of the Newman Center. So God bless you. Yeah, in this first hour, we you know we talked to Edward Habsburg and then uh, Father Cheney and really got to to discuss all these elements of culture from you know Edward's family and uh, the the great history that they have to trying to build new culture here through the Newman Center. And so uh, when we come back on the other side of this break, we're going to be talking with uh, two focus missionaries from the Fellowship of Catholic University students on uh, how to uh, evangelize campuses. So stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live. I'm your host, Nathan, along with Matt O'Reilly. Mm -hmm. 